And welcome to episode 25 of Geekers Creepers, the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. I am your host, Rob, and I am joined by my co-host, the man who's so cool, they call him the Dairy Queen because he's always bringing the blizzard. How's it going, Jose? Hey, I'm bringing the blizzard today because we're getting it all right. Oh, yeah, man. This is uh, uh, it's, it's a little crazy out there. Oh, I forgot to mention. Happy post Valentine's Day. Jose. Oh, yeah. Happy post Valentine's Day. That's right. I had a yes. good Valentine's, too. I had a Valentine's date. Really? Yeah. How'd it go? Yep. It went pretty good. It went Look pretty that. damn good. Let's say that's, that's an inside scoop for all the uh, Geekers Creepers listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An exclusive. <laughs> Maybe next time, uh, Jose, uh, people can write in and uh, they can ask for dating advice. We could do uh, Geekers Creepers. Uh, the romantic version. Oh, speaking of which, I think he's got a ghost in his apartment. Something got knocked over. Oh, um, no, that's um, my pain in the butt cat always knocking stuff down. <laughs> yeah. Gat, yeah. Cat slash ghost. Um, <laughs> How about you, Robert? How was your weekend? How was your Valentine's weekend? Uh, very lonely. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. I've, um, had, I've had many years of lonely Valentine's mm-hmm. days, so it's nice to have finally well, one. I, I had my comfortable, uh, my, not comfortable, my... Uh, my trusty uh, uh, PlayStation 4 to keep me company. Oh, man, that's more loyal than any girl. That's for sure. <laughs> that's true. She is. <laughs> my PlayStation 4 has yet to leave me. And if she does, it'd be because she died. So um, and, I think it's yeah, okay. You could turn it. Yeah. And uh, PlayStation is real easy to turn on, too. <laughs> no guessing games. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Uh, so. We are now 25 episodes in, Jose. 25 episodes. Wow. We are almost, we've been doing this a half year now. You know, this is big time. And, you yeah, know, we always give good. out. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, we are We are going strong. Um, and, you know, we always give out our email and uh, always request for people to write us in. So lately, we've been getting some emails here, Jose. What? Uh-oh. Yeah, so let me read. Bad these... emails or hopefully not bad. Well, I get, uh, we got. Uh, I don't care. Uh, we got an email here. It is from Bryant and Stratton, and uh, let me see what he says. Bryant and Stratton say, uh, uh, and we appreciate all our fans writing in. He says uh, Brian yeah. and Stratton wants us to study criminal justice at Brian and Stratton's College online. So, if you are interested, Jose, in a career in criminal yeah. justice, consider our online associate program. Thank you very much, our fans. They're very oh, considerate yeah. about us, um, our educational needs. Thank you so yeah. much. And much like uh, Bright and Stratton uh, Online College, you too can write into Geekers Creepers. Yeah. Uh, Man. So th- that is our, uh, our first that's our fan fans. mail. <laughs> that's, our, that's our fan mail. Uh, I'd prefer hate mail, actually, over that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of spam mail. I'm sorry. I believe that was a fan of ours. Every week we will be reading our fan mail from our, uh, from, I don't know how we get uh, these uh, mailings, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I I did, uh, I do ask some of them to unsubscribe, but much like fans, they don't, you know, they they don't want to, um, uh, they want to just keep writing in. You know, we should find them on Twitter and tweet them and be like, thank you for, um, (laughs) emailing our show 
I believe Jose, thank you for writing me that. I will do that. Let me see if yeah. I will see if Brian and Stratton <laughs> have a Twitter feed and I'll follow them and thank them for writing into us. Yeah. And um, maybe hopefully we won't get any viruses on our computer, but if we do, hey, that's just you know that's what happens when you have these fans. Yeah, yeah um, that's what happens when we're when we're living the big time. You know, we're susceptible to like viruses and hate mm-hmm. mail and hate emails, and you know, yeah, when you're big time, we got to you know we can expect that. Jose, we are big time. I'm telling you, we're big time. I uh, I heard somebody the other day saying, "Oh, I like that movie." uh jeepers creepers i'm like oh no no no! i think you meant the podcast geekers creepers <laughs> and uh, uh yeah and i think that's what they meant because you know what yeah. we are big time yeah we're big time and uh so now that we're so popular with the with our fans and everything i think they want to know what we've been playing so jose what, what have you been playing? playing you know what sadly i haven't been playing much um let me well, see uh, now I- that you're um going out on dates and uh enjoying the life yeah. of a uh of a playboy you know of a you gotta, playboy. yeah you know i have to weigh my uh, options again it's like a girl or gaming you know and uh you know i don't know i think the uh, the gaming outweighs the girl in my opinions maybe she's gonna she's gonna send us some hate mail too now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and some slash tires <laughs> yeah here's a video game for you (laughs) it's called it's called change your tire you loser change your tire before you get to work (laughs) yeah i haven't been playing much actually i played um a little bit of rocket league not much and um what else have i been playing you know what i think that's about it no racing games Mm -hmm. this week no um i did play a little um ori uh, just a little bit. I was able to finally. I think last week. I remember if you if you recall, I said I, I got stuck in this one spot and I gave up. I was like, whatever. And um, I got past it. And um, but yeah, that's about it. Those are the only two games. Um, I thought you were gonna start doing Titanfall two. Have you gonna have you gonna start that one? Oh up? yeah. No, you know what? I've played it before. I had hmm. it a long time ago. I had it on on PlayStation two. So I, I it's a good game. I've been wanting to play it online actually because I haven't Wait, played it online. Titanfall two. Yeah. Titanfall 2 already came out for the, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, PS4? No, it's on uh, Xbox. Oh, you said you it's played on it on, Pass. you said you played on PS2. Oh, you played on the X-Pass. PS, no, 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 no. Well, I, I have, I've had Titanfall for years. I had it, Titanfall 2, I've had it for years. I had it on PS4. Okay. It was even a free download um, a couple months ago. Yeah, that's how I have it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that got me mad was that I actually had bought it maybe like, and it never fails. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy this game. It's dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And then the next month it'll be free. And I'm like, oh, great. So I picked it up maybe like uh, a couple weeks before it was free on uh, PlayStation Network or PlayStation Plus or whatever. So yeah, it's a good game. It's I've played it. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to keep playing it. I think, uh, is it next week? Do we want to do a, well, no, I'm sorry. Next week's going to be China Warrior. Aim for China War. Do we want to do the review then the week after that to talk about yeah, Titanfall we, too? All right. Yeah, um, so far, I've been, I played a I not a, I want to say I put about maybe four or five hours into it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 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 more like four. But um, so far so good. Yeah, it's a good um, game. I also um, finally beat the game that I've been mentioning before, My Brother Rabbit. Um, <laughs> and that is that little. Uh, 
it's it was on switch it cost like probably like two dollars and i bought it and i'm gonna give a quick review so anybody if you guys see this game on sale it is it's created by the the company is called artifacts mundi a-r-t-i-f-e-x-m-u-n-d-i two different uh two different words and it's an exploration puzzle game it's it's a game where you have to find like i don't know let's say there's little uh boxes or uh little shoes let's say there's shoes in the, in a picture you have to find the shoes that are hidden in the picture and then mm-hmm. that leads you to a puzzle or there might there might be a puzzle within trying to find those shoes so it's it's a very simple game it's a very it, it, you could see it being a mobile game or a switch game okay. um it also contains a somewhat of a story i mentioned last time it's about uh it's about a a little girl that gets sick you they don't really go into detail what it is you just see it through pictures and the brother is there to kind of help her out and i gotta say as far as the story itself i kind of wish it was a little more fleshed out it's very basic yeah. and then you know by the time you get to the ending you're like oh that was it uh, <laughs> but and honestly maybe they should have picked a different story to tell because it doesn't really connect with the game itself. You can kind of see what they're trying to go for, but mm-hmm. as far as a fun, just, you know, not, like I don't want to say thoughtless. Game. Yeah. But a fun little video game. Cause it's not thoughtless. There's some of those puzzles. They're not, they're not extremely tough, but they're difficult enough that they're, when you finally figure it out, you're like, Oh, that was it. And it, and it's, you kind of get that accomplishment. You're like, yep, I figured it out. Um, so like out of, out of 10, I would say maybe it's like a, six five you know it's that it's that it's better than average and Mm -hmm. if it's cheap enough i would say it's worth it it's again it's one of those things that you could if you're on the train if you're on a bus you could quickly play um if you're watching a you know like a lot of times i'll be watching a movie and just want to do something else at the same time and i'll do i'll play that so i've been doing that and i finally beat that one so i i'd say i'd i don't highly recommend it but i would recommend it if that's on sale and I also started watching Doom Patrol. Have you seen that one, Jose? I have not. It's a really cool show, man. It's on. It was a DC Universe, but you know that mm-hmm. company kind of went under. Uh, I don't think there's a such thing as a DC Universe. That company, the channel. Okay. But now it's on. Uh, it's on HBO Max, and it's a pretty good show. Oh, all right. It's a superhero show. Sounds good. Nothing wrong with that. It's a little geeky. Yeah, that is. It's very geeky. Maybe at some point we could talk about that. But uh, overall, like I would, I recommend it. I think it's not as good as The Boys, and it's better than. Uh, there's a Netflix superhero show which I really, I'm not a big fan of, but a lot of people like. I forgot what it's called. A Netflix uh, superhero show? Yeah, it's uh, not Daredevil, right? No, no, not Daredevil. It's one that's. Uh, I forget. I'll, I'll remember next time. But yeah, so that's been uh, that's been my week. I really got into that Doom Patrol recently, and I watched. I think I, I think I watched six episodes, and uh, I just that, I think that was my Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, all right, damn, sounds like a good Valentine's Day. But um, but that's it. Anything else you've been playing, Jose? You know what? Actually, now that I think of it, yes, I've been playing. Uh, and I'll show you right now because I finally got in the mail. I had forgotten all about it. Okay. I got, I don't know if you could see this. Oh, give me one second. Let me jump the video back on. What is I that? You could see. 
It is. Have you ever heard of some game? It came out years ago, maybe like 20 years ago. It's called Ikaruga. Uh, maybe. It's a, it's a shooting game, like a shooter, like okay. a spaceship shooter. So it came out um, on, on the Dreamcast, and it came out on the GameCube. It's very hard. It's a very rare game to find, and if you do find it, it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to own it on the GameCube, and I, and I got rid of it at the time when I got my uh, probably my PlayStation 3. I traded everything in, and I, and I regretted trading it in. And they re-released it on Xbox 360 um, Arcade, and it was um, like the HD remake or whatever. And mm-hmm. I downloaded it. But this one company called Nicalis created two special editions of the game for um, the Switch and for PlayStation 4. So this is the physical copy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. And it's a very cool game. Uh, it's, a, it's a shooting game. It's a short game. Um, it's pretty tough. It's... Um, what happens is during a game, you get to switch between um, light and dark. So mm-hmm. if like dark bullets hit you, you switch to the dark uh, side of the ship and you can absorb the hits. And if white uh, uh, and if white bullets hit you, then you can switch to the white uh, part of your ship and you can absorb those hits. Right. So if you're like vice versa, like uh, say, for example, the white bullets come after you and you're uh, and you're the dark version, then, then you'll die. And you know, you'll lose a life. Huh. Yeah. Uh- yeah, it's a pretty cool game. It's uh, you know, if you're into shooters, it's it's probably one of the classics, you know, um, of all time. I would say, you know, it's definitely everyone's favorite. Is it a shmup? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, shmup. A shmup. Mm-hmm. For anybody that doesn't know, shmup is a shoot 'em up. It's one of those uh, mm-hmm. where uh, I think like a blazing lasers would be considered a shmup, right? Right, right, right. And this is the same vein. It's um, uh, a vertical, um. A vertical shooter or shmup. I call them shooters. I, I've called them shooters since I was a kid. And um, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a damn good one. And, cool. Have, uh, have you played it yet? Yeah. Not the uh, PlayStation 4. I, I left it sealed. I'm like, you know what? I already have it on Xbox 360. And it's the same thing. It's, you know, the HD uh, version. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave this sealed. And uh, it comes with this uh, cool um, kind of thing where, um, hold on, let me see what it is. So it has like you could build it. It's uh, a model of the spaceship, and um, but it looks like it's way too complicated. It has like, you know, I don't know how many pieces uh, um, it may have, but I don't think I'll ever build it. But still, it was nice to have. You know, I was like, all right, it's a good game. I'm, you know, it's a it's a classic game that that I love, and now I own the physical copy of it, so I'm pretty happy. Hmm. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Now you've got a. Um, you could be keeping that like as a collector's item thing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, with that said, let's talk about the news of the week. And the first, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is Anthem. And is Anthem getting a, I guess, for lack of a better term, a second chance? Mm-hmm. Let me read this article for you. It is off of Bloomberg. It's written by Jason Schreier, a very famous uh, journalist slash uh, he gets the inside scoops. Uh, and it states, Electronic Arts to decide fate of Anthem. Uh, I'm sorry, let me start this. Electronic Arts to decide fate of Anthem game this week. 
and it states Electronic, Electronic Arts Inc. will hold a meeting this week to determine whether it will continue trying to create a new version of the failed online game Anthem, according to three popular or according to three people familiar with the matter. Anthem, a multiplayer game by the EA-owned developer BioWare, launched in February 2019 to poor reviews. In the following months, BioWare put together a small team to overhaul the game. Executive producer Christian Daly wrote three blog posts last year outlining some of the big changes planned. But in December, Daly left the Anthem team as part of a BioWare management shakeup, leaving the project's fate in question. This week, EA executives will review the latest version of Anthem Next and decide whether to expand the team or abandon the project, said the people who asked not to be named discussing private information. The Anthem Next team includes about 30 people, Bioware said last year. People familiar with the project said it will need to expand to at least triple that, at least triple that in order to produce new content and continue attempting to overhaul the game. EA has not yet indicated whether it's willing to commit that kind of budget to revive a malign game. A spokesman for EA said the company doesn't comment on rumor and speculation. Anthem Next includes major changes to the game's core systems and user interface, the people said. It's not clear if or when these changes will be implemented in the version that's currently available to players. In the video game industry, second chances aren't unheard of Games like No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy XIV turned around rocky launches with consistent updates and patches. CD, CD Projects, uh, uh, what essays? CD Project essays recently released role-playing game Cyberpunk 2077 is hoping to follow a similar redemption story. Hmm. Okay, Jose, to start out with, let me ask: Have you have you played Anthem? I have not. What about yourself? Um, no, I just had no interest in it. I know the game and I've seen it. Uh, even when there was a lot of hype for it, it just wasn't a game that uh, that really interested me. Um, but I do know about the whole Anthem situation. And I do know that it was released to a lot of hype and then it was a big letdown. Mm-hmm. And where they're at, where they're at. Do you think this is it for Anthem or do you think they're going to get a second, I guess, a second life? Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think that's it for Anthem. Um, you know, who was it? EA that's behind it? EA and Bioware. Yeah, EA is quick to pull plugs on, you know, on anything that really doesn't make them any money, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, sadly, I thought, it, you know, when I first saw the, like, the trailers for it at E3, I was like, man, this game looks amazing. You know, I thought it looked kind of like an Iron Man type shooter or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this game is going to be great. <clears throat> And then it came out and, you know, sadly it came up to, you know, with all the uh, negative publicity and all that stuff. And that was it. And I think this, that's it for Anthem, in my opinion. I don't think we'll see a, um, a resurrection um, at least anytime soon, if ever. So I, I agree. I think I don't think it's worth the money to try to revamp this whole thing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't feel bad for EA. I feel bad for Bioware. And Bioware has been a company that I really like their older games. Like I believe they did Neverwinter Nights, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. They did uh, KOTOR. Uh, you know, they were doing a lot of those role-playing games and mm-hmm. Anthem was supposed to be there. I mean, and then they had a few bad games. I think they did, uh, what was it? Mass Effect, the last one, which also got really bad reviews. Oh, Andromeda. Andromeda, yeah. thank you. And then this was supposed to be their comeback. You know, this they were supposed to bring this out. And it's like Bioware is back. Uh, they're 
And as you know, now that it's got all these bad reviews, and again, Bioware stated, I believe there's been a few statements Bioware saying that they didn't get to put out the product they wanted to. EA was pressuring them to do it this way, to do it mm-hmm. with um, uh, these microtransactions. I don't know how much of that is true, but uh, I I feel bad that you know Bioware is getting hit like this because that's a company that back when I was, I mean, I wasn't young, young. Back when I was in my early twenties this get you know that company was putting out really good games games that i could not put down and mm-hmm. i was hoping for you know like a comeback and maybe they could put out games that you know that are newer versions of the old ones that they put out new neverwinter night games new uh kotors you know uh and and it doesn't look like you know this might be it for them which is you know, it's it's kind of sad. Not not kinda, it is sad. Yeah. It's 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 seen. Uh, it's like seeing a movie, uh, uh, a movie uh, franchise just that you really love. You know, just kind of saying, well, they're not making money anymore, so we're going to stop making these. You know, I, right, right, right. I, an example would be like the Terminator. If you were a huge Terminator fan, I think you're you're out of luck. They're not going to make any more at this point. Yeah, it, it's sad because you know, like I said, it's one of those games where. Um, the trailer was just so unbelievable. You know, it looked amazing. And I, I, I was genuinely, like, excited about that game. I'm like, man, this game is going to be amazing. And then it just didn't turn out to be like that, you know. It's, um, they really sold you on that trailer. I remember that trailer where they did. you're right. Like, okay, I'm not an Iron Man fan. I'm not a huge uh, fan of that character. But they did show mm-hmm. where you were flying all over. I think you go underwater yeah. and you're flying, mm-hmm. like, under, you know, or I guess not swimming, but you're you're – still in underwater caves and you shoot back up and you're back in the air. And then turns out that when you play the game, you can fly, but only for like a few seconds at a time. And then that's it. You know, it's like, well, yeah. that's some false advertising there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So sadly, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. I think uh, it's not going it, to, you know, it's not making the money and um, it's EA is quick to dump stuff. They're going to be like, yeah. Nope, let's on to the next one. No hard feelings. And it's, business. You know, it's not making money. I understand. I just I hope that Bioware still is able to, uh, you know, make it out alive with this one and and put out a game that they want to put out. I, I would like to see mm-hmm. a really good, a really good Bioware game back to the roots. You know what they used to do. Yeah. But with that said, let's talk about the next piece. We've got we had a lot of movie slash video game talk. Maybe uh, looks like video games are actually coming to the. Uh, to small and big screens. First one is, oh, here we go. It is Pedro Pascal to star as Joel in the Last of Us HBO series based on uh, based on video game. Okay, well, based on the video game. This is uh, from Deadline, and it says exclusive. In one of the biggest TV castings of the year, the Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal is set to headline The Last of Us, HBO's high-profile series adaptation of the Sony PlayStation franchise from Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. It states, based on the critically acclaimed video game The Last of Us, developed by Naughty Dog exclusively for the PlayStation platforms, the story takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel... A hardened survivor is hired to smuggle Ellie, who's going to be played by Game of Thrones' Bella Ramsey, a 14-year-old girl out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they must traverse across the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. And then it goes into a little more about this, Jose. 
All right. Uh, do you know who this guy is? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he's been what, Narcos. He was in The Mandalorian, uh, yeah. Game of Thrones, a lot of stuff. Uh, a Latino actor. He's from uh, Chile. Or Chile. Okay. And he's going to be playing. Uh, yeah, Chile. <laughs> uh, he's going to be playing uh, Joel. Mm-hmm. I think this is good. I'm, I'm, I think this is. I think the people they chose to uh, star in this, and even the girl that plays Ellie, uh, what's her name? Uh, her name's Bella Ramsey. She was also in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that show? I did not, no, sadly. All right. She plays a really cool a little, uh, she's supposed to be, not a queen, but she's like the ruler of her little kingdom. And mm-hmm. at that time, I think she was maybe like 12 or 13 when she played it. But she was really good at it. She was really good at playing a character that was, this 12, 13 year old girl who was a ruler and just, you know, um, uh, just, she wasn't cutthroat or anything, but she was tough. And uh, she really, she really did a good job there. And I could see her playing Ellie, you know, with the kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, you remember you played the original last of us and yeah, you know how Ellie's kind of, uh, she's snarky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think this is a good matchup. Uh, what do you, what do you think about this whole, I guess, what's your opinion on the people they chose to play these characters, as well as what do you think is going to happen with this uh, movie? Yeah, I, I don't know much about the girl that you're talking about, but, you know, I mean, they seem like uh, the Pascal guy, he's a good fit. I can see him as a Joel, you know, I, I could definitely see him. And uh, it's going to be, I'm kind of glad that, you know, it's kind of sad at the same time that Hollywood's like running out of ideas where they have to like go to video games. Okay. to get their ideas but at the same time they picked probably one of the best games to get the ideas from mm-hmm. you know i mean last of us part one is is one of the classic you know games of the last decade and it's such a great story i mean you could actually do like a whole show just recreating the game you know and i think i would have been pretty excited about that well it is going to uh, be a show no no I, I, but i'm saying like based on the actual game like recreating the whole game and doing the show, shall we say? If uh, that makes sense. I think this is what it is, Jose. So it's going to be based off the game. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be like something, something different, like a spinoff or something like that. No, I think it's or, actually based off the game, which that's the one part. I don't know if I'm a big fan of because I already know how the mm-hmm. game, you know, I know the game. Right. I played right, it right. twice. And and it's kind of weird because anybody who's a fan of the game that watches this show, are they going to be watching just kind of, you know, like, oh, yeah, I played this part. I know what's going to happen here. I know what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. You know, specific- well, it would be kind of like reading a book. You know, I mean, you've read the book. Yeah, that's true. Sort of. That's yeah, true. I think it would be pretty exciting. I-, I would definitely watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it. That's for sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. see this because I- it's kind of cool to actually see this, you know, their take of this story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it is kind of like you know a book. You know how it's going to end. Yeah, you know how it's going to end, and um, I'm just curious to see how they're going to pull it off. I mean, it's not too hard because you know, um, in the game, you know, oh, I forgot what city are they in. I can't remember the name of the city. Uh, they start in Texas, then they move to. Uh... Oh my God, is you're it right. in Texas? I think it starts in Texas, and then they end up in. Oh, they're in uh, Boston. In Boston. So it's already like a lush green, like, mm-hmm. um, 
in the video game, right? It's a very lush and green. Uh, it's a very much a live city uh, for being a, a post-apocalyptic world, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of shows and movies, it's very dark and dreary and gray. And this one's very opposite. And um, so it'd, it'd be pretty interesting to see how they can pull it off, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's It'll be... Uh... I, I don't know. I, I hope they do change a little bit here and there because I just don't, yeah. I don't want to go through it being like, Oh, I know this is what's going to happen here. I know what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, I am. I think a good casting choice, a good, um, good story. Now I still, did I ever tell you what movie I think they should make from a video game? Uh, which one? I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. It was Bioshock. Oh, Bioshock. Okay. Yeah. No, we didn't talk about that. Oh, so my, my opinion, my perfect movie would be have you have you played Bioshock? Yeah, I did. Okay. Did the you beat the one. first one? Mm-hmm. I did not, no. But All I right. did play it and I remember just okay. I don't know. When I played it, I just did not I couldn't get it. I was like, I don't get the hype behind it. I think oh. it was such a hyped game that for me it just I just you know I I didn't see it and I just didn't care for it. I was like, whatever. So I love that movie and uh, not movie, the game. And uh what I think would be the perfect movie uh for bioshock would be yeah i would call it rapture now this is the uh, this is i'm spitballing my i've thought about this it's called rapture and it takes place before the game bioshock where you know somebody goes in there uh and and you get to see like how it all broke down as you know to what it became when um you know when it was when it turned into uh the rapture you see in the game bioshock because you know it was like this utopia Mm -hmm. this underwater utopia yeah it takes place there. You slowly get to see the breakdown. And then finally, when the series ends, you know, like you do like a mini series, the very last, the very last scene is the beginning of the original game. Cause the original game is there's mm-hmm. that plane crash, you know, but it's all about the breakdown of, of the of rapture. And then it ends with the beginning of Bioshock. Okay. Yeah. That's that makes sense. Idea. Yeah. I, I, Cause it would be cool to see like, what was this 1950s era underwater city you know it's just mm-hmm. got it's got so much story so much just like you know you could it's like a it would be like a kind of like a soap opera kind of thing you know everybody's everybody's so high fashion and every not high fat what is it high society and yes uh, yes yes and the they're all art deco style yeah art deco they're all supposed to be really smart but at the same time want to do their own things you know they're they're you've got artists that can that have the freedom to do what they want to do scientists that have the freedom to do what they want to do um, you know, all set in the 1950s underwater, uh, quote unquote utopia. I think that mm-hmm. would be a cool, uh, a cool, a cool movie. show. Yeah. But all right. So speaking of movies, let's go on to the next topic. All right. Which is Jack Black joins Borderlands movie cast as Claptrap. That's alongside with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kate Blanchett. Director Eli Roth's Borderlands movie adaptation continues to pick up the pace with today's news that yet another big name has joined the cast, this time in the form of Jack Black, who played the Borderlands series Irrepressible uh, Robot Claptrap. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter, which quotes Roth, who previously directed Black on the movie, The House with the Clock in Its Walls, as saying, I am so excited to reunite with Jack, this time in the recording booth. Claptrap is the funniest character in the game, and Jack is perfect to bring him to the big screen. Jack, uh, Black joins an already star-studded cast for the movie adaptation of Gearbox's much-loved 
comedic first-person shooter and will perform alongside the likes of Jamie Lee Curtis, Jumanji star Kevin Hart, and Kate Blanchett. Uh, Blanchett will play Lilith, a siren and legendary thief equipped with magical skills. Hart takes on the role of Soldier Roland, and Jamie Lee Curtis is Pandoran archaeologist Patricia Tannis. Uh, Roth will be directing the Borderlands movie from a script by Craig Mazin, same dude who um, uh, who's also uh, doing um, uh, The Last of Us, who created okay. a hit TV show for Chernobyl with Avi Arad, <laughs> Ari Arad producing alongside Eric Feig. There's no release date for the adaptation yet, but filming is expected to begin in Hungary soon. So, Jose, have you played Borderlands? <laughs> I have not. Jeez, have not you are on a roll. <laughs> Hey, at least I played Bioshock. I never beat it, but I played it. But no, I didn't play any uh, any um, Borderlands games. Well, if they, ever, if they ever make a game out of Rocket League, I know who I'm going to have to talk to first. Oh, yeah. Or if it's a shoot, uh, you know, a shmup, hey, I'll, I'll be the first. They should make a show about a shmup. How about that? They did. It was called Top Gun. Oh, uh, no, that's not a shmup. Get out of here. All right. Goose. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, um, I have not played the game, obviously, as I just stated. But man, this movie sounds like it's going to be epic, though. Yeah, I mean, it has Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Blanchett, Jack Black. You know, it's already star-studded. So, and Kevin Hart. Don't forget Kevin Hart. Oh, oh, well, now it's going to suck. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) As Kevin Hart in it, you know, and um, yeah, once again, you know, they're they're hollywood's like well let's get an idea for a movie let's let's get go into the video game well and see what we come up with so borderlands uh, okay so border at least this one i could see him kind of like uh borderlands doesn't have like a very you know like a a set story you know you kind of do what you want to do it's kind of more just a bunch of crazy characters in this uh-huh. like mad max uh think of it like mad max crossed with like you know like uh poppy punk you know they're all kind of weird and quirky. Mm-hmm. I have played a few of the Borderlands games, and they're okay. I, don't, I, I think they're fun. Um, if anything, I actually know Claptrap from uh, the uh, poker game I played. Remember I told you how I had the poker game that when I lost my uh, – a few weeks ago, or I guess mm-hmm. it was a few months ago now, my my hard drive got uh, – uh, what's it called? It got – it broke. For your PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I lost the poker game I had in there. It was a, it was like poker with a bunch of the characters from a bunch of, uh, what was it, Gearbox games. Either way, one of them was Claptrap. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it just like you get to see the kind of humor that the game would, uh, would have. He's, he's a very, he's a smart aleck. He's a smart aleck. You know, it's a smart alecky little uh, robot. And I could definitely see somebody like Jack Black play that. And mm-hmm. uh, the other... The, the crazy thing is it's got to be directed by Eli Roth. You know who that is? Yeah, he came out on uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, no, Pulp Fiction. You mean Inglorious yeah. Bastards? A Pulp, Pulp Fiction also. No, Pulp Fiction is... Uh, uh, Eli Roth. No, Eli Roth is the dude that did Hostel. You're, are you on, thinking, let me make sure. You're thinking Tim Roth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Roth. Sorry about that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, Eli um, Roth. Yeah. No, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> oh no! Wait, 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 wait. Well, he was a producer in Grindhouse, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he's done. He does Hostel. He does those really gory movies. Mm-hmm. Like he he's done Hostel, uh, not Cabin in the Woods, but Cabin Fever. Okay. 
Um, he was uh, in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He plays. Uh, oh yeah, does, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he uh, he does a lot of like really uh, like B like they're not B movies because he you know you he makes them he makes his movies kind of look like B movies. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, and oh, I've yeah. seen a lot yeah. of them. They're mm. they're cool, but um, I just can't. Maybe it'll be a good fit, you know, because this the game itself is kind of uh, it, it's a violent game. I mean, you're just shooting, you know, everything left and right. It's a shooter. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a weird sense of humor. Like some of it's like a dark humor where you watch and you're like, oh, that I guess that's funny, but it's kind of uncomfortably funny. Okay. Um, and uh, so, uh, I, yeah, I, I could see this being a good fit. I don't, I don't see this being a PG movie. I'll tell you that. You know, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Because if you've ever seen Hostile, uh, no, no, no. No, that's not a PG movie. Yeah, Hostel, no, no. This this definitely has to be PG 13 and up. I think it's got to be an R rated movie. I mean, it's just, mm. I mean, that's just my opinion because it's, you know, it's a shooter, you know, and it's like this bunch of crazy yeah. characters, you know. You know, what's the one thing that worries me? The highest uh, grossing video game movie of all time is Sonic. <laughs> I believe before that it was Mortal Kombat, wasn't it? Oh, that movie was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yes, that was a, so, a work of art. I, I hear it was nominated yeah. for many awards the year it came out. It just, um, uh, mm-hmm. it was shunned at the at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I've boycotted the Oscars ever since, by the way. <laughs> Good for you. We have to stand up for... Uh, for movies that for actually were uh, for powerful movies of the uh, of the nineties, Mortal Kombat yeah. and the Street Fighter Two movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They they should actually make a movie, um, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, the movie, and, and bring back John Claude Van Damme. Oh man, that'd be epic. Uh huh. Can you imagine that? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that, Jose. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I Van Damme saw was those. my favorite. He <laughs> was my favorite actor as a kid, Van Damme. <laughs> This in Bloodsport, Kickboxer, man. I love uh, what was it? Lionheart. Do you remember Lionheart? I remember Time Cop. Was oh, it Time, Time Cop? Cop was, yeah, I saw that at the theater. That was a great movie. <laughs> you actually you went to the theater to see Time Cop? <laughs> yeah, yes, that was a great movie. Very underrated. <laughs> well, that's what I've heard. I've heard Time Cop is a very underrated movie. I heard the um. Uh, the screenplay itself was uh, was also uh, Oscar worthy. I mean, you have a time traveling cop, you know. <laughs> That's ingenious <laughs> to catch, right. you know, catch bandits. <laughs> All right, guys, I got this idea. It's gonna be, it's gonna win a ton of awards. Just, just hear me out. There's a cop, <laughs> and he goes back in time. <laughs> and, he goes back in time, man. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine the pitch? But we'll have Van Damme being in the movie. Oh man, let's do it. Let's do it today. <laughs> Here, take all my money. Here's a suitcase full of money. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gave him my money. <laughs> I signed up for it. So here you go. It was just how many people were that theater? Was it was it just you? No, I you know it was it was a pretty decent size actually. It was a good movie. It was it really was. You know, I thought I genuinely enjoyed it, and 
you know, if, if it was on TV today, I would definitely like, like, oh man, time cops on. I'm watching it. <laughs> I, a, a teach their own. I cannot be, I cannot judge your choice in movies. I can only tell you that it's a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what sounds like it's going to be a good choice is going to be Borderlands. It sounds like it actually has potential to be pretty good. Yeah, it does. I, uh, the, the, I hope that they don't waste like all these actors by, you know, making a, uh, well, I mean, you know, by making a video game movie, I hope they kind of yeah. do something fun with it. And who knows, this might be the beginning. We've got, I know you, you know, you make fun of the Sonic, the Sonic movie, which you should. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's a Sonic I, I'm, movie. I'm not making fun of it. It's Sonic. I love Sonic. My nephew loves Sonic. I'm, I was actually thrilled that it was because it's for one, it's a Sega IP, which I'm a big Sega fanboy. So I was thrilled. I'm like, okay. eat that. Eat that, Mario Brothers, the movie. <laughs> Sonic well, dethroned you. I think anybody could beat the Mario Brothers movie. That in itself was a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, um, that makes no sense. No, it did not. And um, that, that ruined John Leguizamo ever since then. hes I don't think he's ever gotten over it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, I, I read his memoir. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mario, like... why Mario? Um, it's like, hey, let's get a Puerto Rican to play Luigi. <laughs> okay, that guys, makes sense. hear me out. <laughs> yeah, hear me out. And he's going to go back in time, a Puerto Rican, and uh, make arrests. And, okay, guys, look, we, we've got Bob Hoskins. He's not doing anything this week, okay? <laughs> now hear me out. He's got a week free to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, uh, that was I'll say, work of art. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, all right. So, real quick, I just want to touch base on something. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and there's this has been all over the place, but Joss Whedon, man, dude, dude is uh, really uh, I don't know what's going on, but Uh-oh. I mentioned this earlier. The guy, like, I've always liked Joss Whedon, I've liked his, I don't know about as a person, but I've liked his movies and such. Or his TV shows, mm-hmm. like I was a huge, I'm a huge Firefly fan. I still am. Um, and uh, and a few weeks back, we talked about um, the uh, the person who plays Cyborg in the. Uh, let me find out what his name is. I think it's Ray Fisher. Uh, he played Cyborg in uh, the uh, Justice League. Okay. Let me find out what his name is real quick. Sorry about that. And it is played by, yeah, Ray Fisher. So he was saying that when Jess Whedon came on to uh, direct, that there were some issues with the way he was being treated, um, uh, just a bunch of things that were going on there. And then this past week, uh, people have been stating like, um, do you, well, did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch Buffy? No. Have you, oh, Jesus Christ. But you watch Time Cop. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and it's nothing like, you know, I don't want to get into it, but no, I did not. All right. I like it was not on my radar. You know what? It was not on my radar either until I I had a bunch of time doing nothing. And it was this year. It was a few years back. Mm-hmm. And I started watching. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Buffy's really good. Uh, but I did watch. Um, I, I did like Firefly from a long time ago. Either way, some of the actors on Buffy have said that they were also being picked on. It was a really toxic environment, and now Joss Whedon is uh, no longer the this. Uh, I guess the golden boy that everybody thought he is. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but 
you know, at, at the end of the day, maybe it just kind of shows that uh, uh, the, the way Hollywood is uh, not portrayed, but the way, you know, people in Hollywood think they could get away with stuff is got to yeah. stop, you know, uh, yeah. you know, you can't just be, you can't be a bully and say, well, this is Hollywood, baby. No, it doesn't work that way, you know, and it shouldn't work that way. Um, yeah, I agree 100. percent We're all human beings. It doesn't matter what your pay is or what you're directing or where you're at in Hollywood. Just because you're in Hollywood, shouldn't and 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 granted, these um, actors are getting paid huge sums of money, but that doesn't mean you can treat them like garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're still human beings, you know. And um, yeah, I don't I don't get that whole thing either. Just because you're a director, you have to be like. I mean, it's a lot of, I understand it in, in some aspects as well. I mean, it's a huge responsibility. There's millions of dollars riding on you to direct a good movie and it could cost you your career, you know, it could cost mm-hmm. you something, um, something that we love or something that they love, you know, but still you, you can't treat p- human beings like garbage. Yeah. I, and at the end of the day, that's what it is, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, who knows, we'll see where this is going. But last, yeah, like I said, last week, there've been a lot of people coming out um, saying some, well, if anybody's interested, they can read it because uh, I don't want to get into any details because who knows, you know, I, I, you know, everybody has their side of the story. And, I, you know, when you have enough stuff coming out, there might be some truth to it, if not mm-hmm. a lot of truth to it. But people can read up on it. There, a lot of the characters, the main characters have have stated stuff. It's just like, oh, man, this guy was kind of um, it, well, there's stuff that just wasn't cool. Let's put it that way. Yeah, because you said Sarah Michelle Geller um, mentioned him as well, right? She mentioned him on a tweet, but she kind of kept it. What she said was, well, Charisma Carpenter was the first one that said a lot of stuff was going on. And she and she's kind of, she said after she heard what happened with Ray Fisher, she decided to stand up for that. And then Michelle, Ge- or, uh, what was her name again? The Buffy girl, Michelle. Sarah uh, Michelle Geller. The, yeah. Like she put something on there on her tweet saying, I support, you know, Charisma Carpenter, you know, mm. saying like, I support what she says, not anything yeah, else, just I support. And then um, Buffy's younger sister, the girl that was Michelle Trachtenberg, I believe her name was, she played the younger sister. She also posted okay. something which was, I'll, I'll, I'll just say what she posted, I, you know, and leave it up to anybody else. But she said that she was told that uh, Joss Whedon was, was told that he couldn't be in the same room with her without like somebody else being around. It was just really weird. Oh wow! Um, so it might um, it might have just been because, like I said, Joss Whedon was known for being really kind of aggressive and mean, and so people were like, "No, she's a kid." Like she was really young when she was on Buffy. So mm. you know, you can't be Gordon Ramsay towards a kid actor. You know, you got to be, you got to be. And I get well. Strangely enough, Gordon Ramsay is actually pretty good when it comes to kids on his TV shows. But you know, you can't just be really aggressive. Right, right. I'm, I'm guessing that's what it was. I don't want to infer anything else. Um, but mm. with that said, Jose, um, this is something real quick I want to bring up. But um, okay. did you uh, have you heard about the Pokemon cards in McDonald's? Oh man, was, is this recently or what? Yeah, this is recently, like the next last day or two. No, so this must be breaking news because I haven't heard it. Yeah, and I I just remember I wrote it down on my notes here. So mm. Pokemon. Um, is in the McDonald's Happy Meals right now. And there are people that are going to McDonald's and buying like $500 worth of uh, Happy Meals because I guess they're selling them on eBay. Like some of these cards, they come, like if you buy a Happy Meal, you get a packet of Pokemon cards and they're selling for like thousands of dollars on eBay. 
like they're trading cards. So you've got all these people, like they're supposed to be for kids, right? But all these adults, all these like, uh, uh, just, I don't know, adults, uh, for, (laughs) for lack of a better term, going to McDonald's, just buying like nonstop Happy Meals so they could sell these on eBay. So you had all these kids that now want to get a Happy Meal and, and get their Pokemon cards. And they're like, sorry, we're out. Somebody else bought them all. And, and it's getting to the point where I think McDonald's is also put, you know, they're telling the stores to put a limit on when people can buy, you know, because mm. it's going crazy. Oh, man, I didn't know that, but um, I'm going to try and get some. Not <laughs> to sell them on eBay or anything like that, but my nephew, he's, you know, he's six years old. And um, I have a niece that was into like Pokemon too. So I wouldn't mind getting it for them, you know? G- good luck. You know what? I, you think you're going to go this week? I would have gone today if it wasn't for the blizzard, but, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and go this week. Why don't we do this next week? Tell us if you get them, because I really want to know. I hear that, like, everywhere they're being, you know, like, people are going nuts for these things, you know. All right, cool, cool. I, I, I think I'm going to go to my brother's on Friday, so okay. uh, Thursday, on Thursday. So I'll go before I, I stop by his house, I'll get his kids um, some Happy Meals, and I'll see if I can score them. All right, let's see. and uh, You can keep us up to date to what they say. All right, cool. And what I did, what I decided to do, yeah. whether I will give it to them or flip them on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, you've heard of, you know, investing in Bitcoin and GameStop. Jose's now yeah. going to be investing in Pokemon cards and selling them uh, the streets. My nephew's going to be like, hey, where's the cards? I'm like, what do you mean? There's no cards inside? There's no cards. This is a Happy Meal. Huh? Now, eat How your Apple they? chips. Yeah, but eat your eat your nuggets. Eat I'm your sure nuggets. it's a mistake. <laughs> this is a like, happy meal. It didn't say you're gonna be happy, kid. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder what could have happened to your cards. Maybe they forgot. <laughs> as he's as he's uh, buying those cards at eBay, poor kid. <laughs> like, daddy, look at the cards I wanted. <laughs> Why is Jose so happy on eBay pictures? flashing his his hundred dollar bills oh, hey that's the old sir <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back ho ho jose and welcome to everybody's favorite part of geekers creepers even Brian and Stratton, our email fans, wrote us in saying this was their favorite part. Why? Because that man, Jose, knows all about the next generation of gaming. The man knows his Xbox Series X. He knows his PlayStation 5. He knows his PC. He is here to tell you what the next generation is going to be like. He's played these games. He's won these games. He is going to tell us what these graphics are going to do. He's going to tell us about ray tracing. Why? Because he owns these consoles. He has firsthand knowledge that we could only dream of. Why? Because he is on the pulse of gaming. He is Jose. He is a man with the master plan. Jose, as usual, we love talking to you about this, uh, about this part of the, um, of Geekers Creepers, about video games. You always, always tell us about the cutting edge in video games. Once again, Jose, what is going on and what is Jose's console watch for this week? You know, I think today is actually the three month anniversary of when they both came out and I still don't have one. 
can't believe it. Ho, ho, Jose console watch. Three month anniversary, and I still don't got diddly poo. You don't have anything, Jose. I'm gonna have to do ho, ho, Jose. Don't they got nothing? Watch. He's like, don't know nothing. <laughs> don't next got week. nothing. Well, maybe next week we should do Ho Ho Jose. Does he got Pokemon card watch? <laughs> Pokemon card watch. I did have Google Stadia for a day, but that was C- it. Congratulations, Jose. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you and five other Americans had Google Stadia. <laughs> you are you are a one of a kind. You love Time Cop and you have Google Stadia. I think. What I don't I think, understand. I think I picked the wrong person to be a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> And every time I ask about a video game that you've played, hey, uh, did you play? Um, uh, have you played Mario Brothers? No. Uh, 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 what? 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 what uh, um, I, Which I one's played, that I, one? I, I played the fifth. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was say. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't about video games. I'll tell you that because you ain't played any of them. <laughs> speaking of which, oh, speaking of video games, speaking of which. We're going to find out today actually what Jose has been playing. Um, Jose, you've got the um, – last week we were trying to get Jose's mm. PS summary, but he couldn't log on. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Tell <laughs> <laughs> the website. Oh, my God. It better log me in this time. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. All right. Frank. But we're here to talk about what he's been playing um, on the PlayStation. Uh, so for anybody okay. that has a PS4, you can actually look up what your summary is as far as video games you've played. Um, and like how much time you've played uh, certain games, etc. So, Jose, uh, mm-hmm. with that being said, uh, why don't you give us a rundown? What does you, your PS summary for the year of 2020 say? All right. Well, surprisingly, for someone who doesn't play a lot of video games, I played 37 of them, it says. I played number of games played in 2020, 37. Wow, I can't believe that. Nice. Yeah. My top game was Yakuza Kiwami, okay. 51 hours, which was a great game. Uh, number two was Okami HD, 37 hours, followed by Batman Arkham Knight at 35 hours. Okay. Um, my top genre was action adventure. Okay. Top genre hours, 173 hours. Okay. Uh, total hours of gameplay in 2020, 429 hours. Nice. Okay. Out of those, only four were played online. Really? Yeah. Which oh, is that's kind of weird because don't you play a lot of uh, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the car one again? Um, oh, is there a blank? Uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It must have been during a time when I wasn't playing it that much. Okay. I've noticed that the online one's a little weird because uh, it told me like yeah. like for Dead by Daylight, it said I only played like. I, I played like 500 and something hours of Dead by Daylight, but only like 100 online, which doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that, I mean, I know we, you and I played a couple of hours playing um, VR. Yeah. So it might, I don't know, it might just be a little goofy. Yeah, that, and that was Speaking this year. That, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely in 2020 when we played um, that. Um, killing Floor? I can't remember. The, the Killing Floor. Yeah, Killing Floor. I don't I know we didn't play that just for like 10 minutes. No, because we got we almost beat the game. We're, we're, actually, currently, we're still at the last stage. We just mm-hmm. got to get that one done. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, that Hours was a fun played game. in VR. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was. That was a real fun game. Uh, hours played in VR, 12 hours. Uh, that's got to be uh, off, man. Geez. That is off. We played. You played more than 12 hours of VR. 
Yeah, I did, especially in uh, in 2020. Yes, because I remember when the uh, once everything got shut down, and um, I was furloughed. I was playing a lot of um, a, a lot of racing games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a uh, Gran Turismo VR. I was playing. I was doing a lot in VR actually, especially that first month. So that's got to be off. Uh, days played in 2020, 195 days okay. that I played, and this I thought was kind of interesting because. Um, the top day of the week played, uh, I believe yours was Thursday, right? Mine was uh, Sunday evening, and Thursday was also sec- – Thursday was number two, but Sunday evening was number one. Okay, well, Sunday is number one for me, and number two for me was actually Wednesday. Hmm. Thursday was the least day I played games, which I thought was a little weird. Huh. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Wednesday was- and Thursday are my top – what what at what point days. on Sunday? Because it tells you exactly when, right? When on Sunday? It does. No, mine doesn't tell me exactly when. It just has like a, a blue bar. Okay. But it doesn't tell me like exactly like what time or anything like that. Unless I'm trying to click somewhere, but it doesn't tell me. No. So how many how many trophies? Uh, trophies. Hold on. Let's take a look. Oh, here we go. Total trophies earned one hundred and twenty one. Hmm. 121 trophies of 104 were bronze, four gold. Uh, let's see, PlayStation Plus, number of monthly. No, no. Look, top game played online, Rocket League. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So there you uh, go. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I was played, it said I only played two hours playing Rocket League. That's not true at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's way true. off. Yeah. But yeah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good numbers. I, I, I think for sure. Like I said, with uh, Yakuza Kwame, I mean, I spent during the furlough, I was doing, oh my God, I was spending hours and hours just playing, um, doing virtual gambling uh, <laughs> uh, in Yakuza Kwame in the casino. So yeah, I could, I could definitely see that being my, it was a great game. It was a great game. So All right. Well, cool. So that's about, that's Jose's PlayStation 2020 summary. My and- review. Mm-hmm. So quickly, I know we want to get to our creepy topics pretty soon, but we have a quick topic and um, just want to give our story next week. I think we're going to do the China Warrior Review, but a topic I wanted to talk about briefly was, has there ever been a time on either one, like both both Jose and I, we played games when we were kids and we you know played video, uh, video games when we were kids, video games as we've gotten older. And has there ever been a time where you just decided to stop and why did you stop and what made you come back to games? Jose, do you want to start this up? Um, you can start it off if you want. All right. So, yeah, with me, I did at one point stop playing video games. It was probably, I want to say it was from maybe sophomore or junior year of, of high school up until probably about senior year of college. So that's about a six-year span <clears throat> where I didn't totally stop. It wasn't like I didn't play any. Um but it was to the point where I was too cool for school. You know, I was in, in high school, I was actually, I was doing extracurriculars, trying to, you know, a lot of studying, you know, when you're in high school. So even though I still played, I didn't have as much time. And then in college, you know, you kind of like, it's a whole different lifestyle. If you're, I'll be honest, at that time, if you were playing video games, people would be like, who's this dork? 
you know, he doesn't get out, doesn't want to do anything. Um, people still say that now, but at least now I just really don't care. You know, it's like, all right, I'm a dork. I don't care. You know, um, you watch, mm-hmm. you watch grown men play sports. I play video games. Let's call it even. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so, you know, like now it's, uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was through college, A lot of it was through college where I just didn't play at all. And it was, I just decided, well, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to meet the ladies, you know, and, and go out and even though that didn't work out either. So I probably just stood up, I should have just played video games. Um, but, you know, it was more just going out getting to meet people. I played a lot of guitar, which I still do. I still play a lot of guitar, not as much as I used to, but you know, at that time, you know, I was, I was in a band doing th- different things like that. And video games took a back seat. And I think it was, after I got out of college, I still came back and played a lot of computer games. I started playing a few, but then I'm not going to lie to you, Jose. I think I saw Grand Theft Auto 3 at one of my, my drummers. Like it was the, in my band, we had a drummer and then we had his uh, cousin join in who was a bass player. And I went to their place to kind of move some equipment so we could uh, practice. And there I saw them playing um, GTA 3. And I'm like, holy cow, I've heard of the game, but I'm like, this mm-hmm. looks awesome. And that kind of, and, and I'd still been playing games at the time. I'd slowly gotten back to it, but that right there, I said, you know what? I got to pick this back up. This looks different than anything I'd been playing, you know, four or five years ago. And that's pretty much where I got back into it. And I just, you know, I bought myself an Xbox, started playing again. And, uh, like I said, I didn't ever really stop because I still had a PlayStation, but I was never really, you know, I took a, a pause during that time. How about you? So like uh, around, I imagine, so this is like late 90s, early 2000s that you were not playing games? It was late 90s. It was all, I think I started back up around 2001 to 2000. Yeah, 2001 mm-hmm. or so. See, you and I are sort of an I have a couple of instances where I had stopped gaming, but I'm going to give the, uh, I'm not going to talk about the boring one. I'll talk about the, my first time that that happened. Mm -hmm. So I was in the same boat. uh, And I remember specifically when this happened, it was in mid nineties, right around the time PlayStation and Nintendo 64 came out. Um, I bought the PlayStation and um, I don't know. I honestly, I I was just not feeling the PlayStation, something Mm -hmm. about it. I just didn't care for it. And um, the Nintendo 64, it it just had no games, you know, Uh, it it had Super Mario 64, which was great, you know, I love that game. But there was really nothing else to me that really jumped at me when the Nintendo 64 came out. And that was also a time in my life as well, where I was in my early 20s. And it was for me, it was just about going out, getting drunk trying to meet chicks you know gaming was not part of my of my life and you know i didn't play games probably for like i mean i you know i would pick up uh, some games here and there but i didn't play as much and then i went to the movie theater it was me and my younger brother and we were watching eyes wide shut do you remember that movie yeah i actually saw that at the movie theater too very uncomfortable watching with other people because that was a weird movie but yes i did see that so before then, uh, during the trailers, they had a commercial for this one new system that was coming out. And uh, I remember seeing a 3D Sonic, and it was for the Sega Dreamcast. I was like, 
man, it was in July, and I saw that commercial. I was like, I am getting this console. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I am back. I got the Dreamcast launch day, and it's been, you know, pretty much ever since then. I've been I've been gaming, but yeah, that was I'd say about four years where I just stopped playing uh, video games. Like I said, I don't know something about the the PlayStation just didn't appeal to me. It just wasn't my thing. I don't know if it was me being very anti Sony at the time. You know, I was very I was more of a it's either Sega or it's Nintendo, right? I was like Sony. I was like, what are they talking about? And um, but yeah, that, that, that's what, um, you know, to me, the games just didn't jump out at me as much. Um, but the Dreamcast, for sure, that brought me back. Yeah. So, like, during that time when I stopped playing, I did, like I said, I did play some. Like, I did play, you just reminded me, I, I played, like, Metal Gear Solid. And I played, uh, I remember for a while I was playing, um, I didn't own the game, but a friend of mine owned it, which was uh, Twisted Metal, uh, Twisted Metal mm-hmm. Black. And um, yeah, we were just like, we would play the, like I beat Metal Gear Solid, but I was, it was weird. Like I was gaming in private. It wasn't like something that I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to play some games. You know, I'm proud of it. No, I, you know, do my little gaming on the side. And then, you know, instead of my friends and I, we would jam out, play guitar and do all that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it also comes down to the fact that, look, as you get older, you're not going to go out and you know, you're not going to go jam with your friends. They all like most of my friends sold their guitars. I'm the, you know, I'm one of the few that still has mine. Um, and it's not, you know, that college lifestyle is over with. So rather than, uh, you know, it, I don't know. It just like, it just, you know, all everything mixed perfectly where, you know, the college is over and it's time mm-hmm. to, you know, enter the real world. And I, Strangely enough, I, I went away from the real world again and I played video games, but still it was a, uh, it was at that point where I decided, well, it's, I no longer have this college. I can still do what I want to do and still enjoy this hobby, which I loved as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm always, I'm, I'll always be happy. I picked it back up. It's uh it's those things that, and I don't regret leaving it. That's the one thing I don't regret not playing those games, you know, a lot at the time I was doing my own thing and that's, you know, that's part of life. That's the way it works, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. 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 We're back, you know, and here we are talking, you know, some 20 years later, you mm-hmm. know, still talking about video games and um, you're right. It's a hobby that I love and that I'm glad I didn't kick it aside. You know, like other people be like, ah, whatever, that's for kids or whatever. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it was a point in my life, like I said, where, you know, I was just growing up, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, other stuff took priority. I was working at the time, you know, I was going out and like I said, my priority was finding girls, you know, that was main priority number one. And then, you know, I, I, I was going to school at the time too. So I was working, going to school. I just didn't have time for games. And like yeah. I said, uh, the games at, at that time really didn't like appeal to me. So, um, you know, thankfully for Sega, you know, one of my favorite companies of all time, you know, uh, you know, got me back into it with their Dreamcast. And I think uh, uh, nowadays uh, gaming is not considered as, I don't want to say taboo, but as a, um, a kitty kind of uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. It's become more popular. People know more about games, you know, even. It had a like, stigma back then. Yeah, it did. Like it was for just a kid. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's changed uh, for the better. I mean, look, we talked about two movies that they're being made out of video games, you know, 
it's become yeah. more mainstream. And like I said, what people say, oh, you play video games. It's like, all right, you watch sports, you know, we all, right, right, it's, right. it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not going to shame you for watching, you know, the, uh, you know, the bulls play whoever, uh, I don't know much about basketball, but you know, you know, bulls right, play right. The, the Celtics or whatever. Um, you know, but that's your hobby. This is my hobby. It's, it's no different. Um, it's no different. Ours is more interactive, you know, yeah. um, we control it. You know, when you're watching something, it's already scripted. Granted, the game is sort of scripted the same way, but you know, you control it. It's, it goes at your pace, you know, yeah. however you want to play it. Um, a show, that's it, you know, it's a, or, or a game or whatever, uh, a sports game that, that they want to watch. And uh, you're right. It's like, hey, that's your hobby. If you want to watch that, then that's to you. Why, you know, you don't hear me bashing them like, oh, you watch that? Like, yeah. come on, what are you, like a kid? Look at this. Look at this jerk with the Lakers jersey on. Get out yeah, of here. I know. <laughs> like, what do you think? You play with the team or something? <laughs> look at me. I'm cool. I'm putting on my Mario hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. But yeah. But, um, so with that said, we are going to go to our creepy topics in a minute. But I just want to do a shout out as not a shout out, but I want to remind everybody about our email, much like Bryant and Stratton emails us. You can also email us at uh, geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. Again, that's geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. Email us with any ideas or any ideas or anything you want us to talk about, as well as your opinions on what we brought up or your own stories. If anybody's listening out there and says, this is my story regarding gaming or my story regarding this or this is what I want to see made into a movie regarding games, you know, send it our way. Yeah. I'd you like also, to know. Yeah. We always want to know, especially you, Mr. Stratton. I want to know. <laughs> um, and then you can also follow us at Geekers Creepers. Uh, that's Twitter at Geekers Creepers, where we will try to find Mr. Bright and Stratton. Um, with that said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our creepy topics. And welcome back to Geekers Creepers, the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. So we are now talking about the creepy side of life. And we've decided to change our format for the foreseeable future. Hopefully we could keep it this way. But much like our Geeker topics, we talk about the news. We're going to be talking about the news of the week regarding the creepy topics. Um, hopefully we can keep finding new topics each week. But uh, for today, what we have, we have two pieces of we well the inside scoop regarding two unusual uh, occurrences one of them is about a musician that saw a ufo outside of her window in o'hare and the second one is about the chupacabra is now in russia i'm telling you he is now in russia um <laughs> so the first one is the musician sees a ufo this is out of the uh website singular 14 society now i believe this website is mainly based within the midwest everything they talk about is usually somewhere in chicago indiana uh minnesota Mm -hmm. so it's like midwest things so this article states musician deletes footage of ufo captured from airplane window this is from february 9th 2021 it states Los Angeles-based musician Leah Campbell shared a video on Twitter on February 3rd of what appears to be an unidentified flying object outside the window of a passenger jet leaving Chicago. It states, quote, okay, y'all, when I was flying home from Chicago, I saw something spooky. 
my gut instinct was UFO, but figured that couldn't be possible. So then I thought military drone, but I don't know. The company caption reads, thoughts? Capel has since deleted the video, but not before it was taken and uploaded to the latest UFO sightings YouTube channel. The speed with which Capel deleted the video had some wondering why she did so. Why was it already deleted from Twitter? One viewer asked. This is weird to me. It was a hoax for attention. They will leave it up as long as possible. Quote, especially the woman who shared the video, being a young musician and trying to gain a following, replied another viewer. You would think she would leave it up for exposure, but instead it seems she got spooked or overwhelmed by people storming her with questions. She may also be questioning herself on what exactly was seen. Other commenters on the Lufos, L-U-F-O-S, YouTube page wondered if the government or men in black were responsible for pressuring Capel into removing the video. Capel had been responding to comments prior to the video's deletion sometime on or before February 5th, including the following exchange. Quote, I saw something very, very similar in 2014. Bayardo Gonzalez said, it was three white spear orbs in triangle formation. I did not see them move as fast as yours. They just followed the plane for a bit. So crazy, dang, replied Capel. <laughs> it makes you think, did I just see what I think I saw, Gonzalez asked. Good, you got it on video. How many did you see? I couldn't tell if it was just one. I did not have a smartphone back in 2014, so I do not have video. I only saw one, but it was moving so fast it's hard to tell, replied Capel. This needs to be news, said Capel during another Twitter exchange. She did not reply to comments regarding the video's authenticity or inquiries regarding its deletion. Uh, so let's go here. It says debunkers in absence of corroborating evidence from other passengers have asserted that it's a hoax created with video editing software. The singular 14 society's photo and video analyst, Emily Whalen said it's too soon for definitive judgments. It's impossible to know for sure without the original footage, but this could have been done with relatively common computer software, she said. However, it's not that easy to do. You'd have to be decently skilled to do it. Investigators Tobias Whalen reached out to Capel to ask if she would agree to an interview and any subsequent response will be published as it is received. Jose, have you seen, uh, do you see that video? Yeah, yeah. Did you just check it out? Yeah. All right. Some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, with that, uh, I'm just taking a quick look at it also. Um, what do you think this is? Oh, man. I, I, I don't want to say it was. I don't think it was a hoax. I don't think so. You don't think so? So what is nah. it? Like some uh, somebody just flying a, a crazy drone? It, it looked like a blimp, sort of. It kind of has a weird blimpish shape, like mm -hmm. one of those old school blimps. And it kind of goes back, back, uh, back and forth really quick. Yeah. So, I mean, but remember, you are in a jet. Jets, you know, go, you know, fly pretty quickly. So a few things here. They say, you know, that you don't need really, you know, they're like, uh, what's it called? Miss Wayland, who actually runs a Singular 14 website, said that a lot of these hoaxes can be, um, uh, or they, you need to be skilled to use the software. I, I kind of disagree no. with that. I've yeah, seen... I, yeah, I think anybody could at this point figure out how to do this pretty easily. Like the editing software. I got my buddy who's who shall remain unnamed, but on Facebook he posts like those uh face uh what is it called where you can put your face on an actor? And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it looks like you really am. And and he did one for dirty dancing and it looked like he was Patrick Swayze, like you know, uh like <laughs> Like a black version like of Patrick Swayze. Yeah, like it, it was his face and he was there dirty dancing. He was like the black uh, Patrick Swayze and it looked, it 
it wasn't like super convincing, but it was funny enough that, you know, it was convincing enough that it was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and then the fact that she deleted it really quickly, people say, well, she wants publicity. I don't think this is the publicity an up and coming musician wants, you know, if you're, no, no. you know, people don't uh, want yeah. to think you're a, a, a wacko. I mean, they think we're crazy when we, you know, talk about this stuff, but you know, it's like a hobby. And, uh, I, I think it's I think she did it. I'll be honest. I think, think she did it. I think it's uh, I think she was having some fun with some software and just did it. And um, and she didn't think it was gonna you know people were gonna be like oh oh it's a, it's a UFO and she deleted it real quick. That's what I'm guessing. And that's just my guess. See the thing is that it kind of I've seen other videos of UFOs and they sort of look like that. Mm-hmm. You know where they like zoom in real quick and then take off. You don't know what it is. And I mean, I'm not saying it's from another planet. Exactly. Like, and when we say UFO, unidentified flying object, that's yeah, yeah, that's what we mean. Right, right, right. We don't know what it is. Um, it could be, again, um, like we were talking about last time. I think the last known like UFO that came to light, where the where the government finally was like, yeah, yeah, you know what's not a UFO? It's it's a stealth bomber. You know, that was like back in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what kind of technology the government has had since then. And could this be part of it? You know, could this be part of their um, uh, space program type of, you know, spaceship aircraft? You know, who knows? And the other thing is, like, people say it might be a drone. I don't know much about drones. I don't know if they can get that no. high up. I, I don't know if they can. Maybe they can. I don't know. Um, but it seems like she, they were pretty far, you know, high up in the air and. And I guess what we've saw, seen before, there's this illusion that because you're flying so fast in a plane that, <clears throat> that you're it's that it's the idea of relativity relative to what you're what you're flying at. Something else might be looking like it's going really fast when it's not. It's simply because relative to you, it's it might be going. Like if you're going, you know, at 50 miles one way and a car goes 50 miles another way, it might look like you guys are going really quick past each other. You know? Right, 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 right. I guess a perfect example is like when you're on the train and you've probably felt this was like you're on a train mm-hmm. and you're coming up against another train that's going the other way and it just looks like you guys are speeding super fast. Mm-hmm. Even though at the end of the day, it's relative to each other. If I was outside watching the train, it would just be going, you know, the 70 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, whatever, you know, however fast a train goes, as opposed to when you're sitting there, it looks like you guys are just flying, you know, at each other at a really quick speed. So, yeah, maybe it is a, uh, maybe it is like a, uh, what did they call it? A, um, a drone, a drone. Yeah. Sorry. A drone. And the fact that it's just zipping back and forth might just be the fact that it's relative to what they see on the, on the plane. Yeah. I mean, as far as a hoax goes, like I said, um, I mean, it's possible, like you said, that she probably just did it as a goof, like here, I'm going to show people. And mm-hmm. then it just like, totally like it, it gained a life of its own and she probably like oh i better take this down before yeah. i get in some kind of you know some kind of trouble or something before my producer drops me <laughs> before they think i'm a i'm a like you said a whack job <laughs> and you know maybe those weren't her intentions you know maybe she just thought like oh, it'd be a pretty cool prank or just yeah. show people what i yeah. saw and i i i I very, very much doubt. Actually, I, I know there was no malice in this. I, I don't see her, no, you know, no, no. I, you know, this is something that if it was a hoax, it was for fun. Or if it was something she saw, you know, who knows? Maybe she did She did see it. And she's just like, oh, you know what? I don't want people to actually, you know, think that I'm 
look, there's stuff that we say on this podcast where I'm like, you know what? I think this might be a little too touchy where, you know, I have to delete it because I'm, you know, I want to make sure that we don't, uh, you know, that we still, we are a podcast for, you know, at whatever Wait, way. Are you trying ask. to say we're not inclusive? <laughs> no, we're inclusive, Jose. Jesus. <laughs> See, there you go. Starting it up. We're inclusive <laughs> to everybody. I'm just kidding. We just have a, uh, I, you know, like uh, we have to make sure that some of the uh, wording, because we're uh, all ages, you know? Yes, yes, yes. We're all so, ages. And so, you know, much like that, you know, she, she posted something on Twitter and said, oh, I, I got to take it down now. Yeah, uh, it's possible. Or who knows? You never know. It might have been the government is, you know, she got a knock on the door and they were like, take it down. <laughs> Now, <laughs> then she tweets that. So I had these two guys in sunglasses yeah. and a black suit stop by. Yeah, there was a black guy and a white guy, <laughs> an old guy and a young black guy. <laughs> and one of them was was really fresh. Yeah, one of them looked like they were from Bel Air, <laughs> and the other guy looked like he played on Two Face in a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's one of the um uh, one of the uh new articles uh, about ufos mm. now we have our second article jose all right and this one gets creepy oh actually no it doesn't all right so this is from anomalian it says creatures similar to the chupacabra killed in the Voronezh region of russia residents of chernov chernovsky district mm. of Vern- verana's I know I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Region of Russia are discussing on social networks a strange creature that wanders through villages for months and strangles chickens in small <laughs> livestock reports vchas.net. <laughs> the local veterinarian examined the condition of the killed animals and so far he could only report that he had not found any traces that were killed by familiar local predators like a cougar or a fox. It is reported that residents of Voronezh managed to catch the beast, which they finally killed. The photograph showed the creature does not yet look like anything known. <clears throat> Some think it's the chupacabra itself, while others say it's a giant mouse. We think that this creature has been killing livestock for a long time, sucking blood out of it, said local resident Mikhail Novikovov. So far, the experts have not been able to identify the creature. The body of the animal was taken to Moscow for further examination. Jose, have you seen the picture that mm. we have there? Yeah, it's... um. A pretty interesting um, chupacabras, that's well, for sure. Well, he's a chicken choker because uh, he strangles chickens. Yeah, it also said he, he was a, a, a sucker. I was going to say, um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> he strangles chickens and small livestock. So, I mean, I think... <laughs> Okay, so if he's like the he's like the UFC version of or the yeah like the UFC chupacabra, he's sitting there like you know choking people out or choking animals out. He chokes them out and then he sucks their blood. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I could imagine the chicken trying to tap out with its wing, but this guy just doesn't let go. Come on, chupacabra! It's kind of like the um, you know how we have Bigfoot and then um, damn, what's the name of that? Um, Sasquatch, Yeti. You have the Yeti. Yeah, Yeti. Yeah, it's the same thing. They're cousins, you know. It's like the Yeti and the Sasquatch are are, are um, cousins. Or maybe this is the, the Chupacabra and uh, the Russian version. Maybe the Russians just want to be cool, like you know, Latin America, and make their own Chupacabra. You know. 
instead uh, yeah what, let's see what the do they call it strangler well i i, I would I'd so like, if, if we have the goat sucker they've got the chicken strangler yeah i'd so, like to know what they call it over there in um in moscow i actually looked it up like, uh it was something well, it was it was kozen vampire kozen vampire something like that kozen vampire yeah kozen vampire that that that's goat sucker that that's goat sucker yeah. It's goat sucker in um mm-hmm. in Russian. In Russian, yeah. I, I looked it up before this said. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Kozen vampire. Kozen um, vampire. But no, um, but this <laughs> that one, means this, chupacabra. Yeah. Uh, look, man, the chupacabra is not going to go to Russia. If the chupacabra exists, he's just chilling somewhere in South America with his piña yeah. colada. We've already figured this out. He likes to Why travel. Why would go somewhere cold? You got me. You know, yeah. I mean, he can find chickens anywhere. <laughs> if he's going to be choking chickens, he can find them anywhere. <laughs> choking chickens. Like this, 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 this guy was, you know. <laughs> oh, this got to be a prank. Yeah. And then, and then they found him. And the poor guy, like, they're like, well, like, maybe it could be a mouse, I guess. That's a goofy or a rat, you know. Um, it could be some kind of a, a what do you call it? Um, a it looks like a like a it rabbit. A science experiment gone wrong. It could be <laughs> like a, something out of Resident Evil, where they come out of like you know some kind of like experimental animal where they were like crossbreeding it between a, a rat and a and it looks like some kind of kangaroo in a it way. It looks with, like a kangaroo know? that loves to strangle chickens. He's like mm-hmm. like Jack the Ripper of um uh, of chickens, <laughs> you know. Just shows up late at night. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know how Jack Ripper sounded like. Yeah. Like, I, I sounded like I'm here to suck your blood. And that's you know, I'm here to suck your blood. <laughs> I am from Russia. Oh, you sound, you sound like a, the Count from a Sesame Street. I'm from yes. I'm the one, Count two, three chickens. Ah 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 ah. I'm to choke you all. Ah ah ah. I'm going to choke you and suck your blood. Oh, oh, oh. That's what we do in Russia. <laughs> in Russia, a chicken chokes you. <laughs> we choke chickens here. In America, you choke chickens for other reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was that. He was strangling chickens. Strangling. Strangles. Where is Peter? <laughs> Where is Peter? <laughs> yeah, I, I this one. God, <clears throat> I don't think. Yeah, it's, I don't. Uh, it's just a crazy, uh, crazy. I think it's a. I think it's definitely some kind of science experiment gone wrong. You know, they try to crossbreed. I. I think that's what actually happens a lot of times. They, you know, they let it out to the public. Like, let's see what happens. What kind of reaction we get? Hopefully, it doesn't kill humans and just kills chickens. Yeah, or, and, or you um, know, was it isn't Chernobyl out there? So maybe it's a radiated rat. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you. That's right. You're absolutely right, Robert. It's mm-hmm. probably from Chernobyl, and um, you know, it's probably like a dog or something like that, a deformed dog, and he was hungry and he was like, "Hey, man, I gotta eat something." Yeah, eat some chickens. But yet they strangled him, fingers, which is weird. Like, how do they find the, how do they find the strangled chicken? You know, and how do they know mm-hmm. it's strangled? That's what I that's I want to know. That. Yeah, 
It's like, um, why not just eat? Why not just eat it? Why do you got to strangle it? I I agree. What is the deal with that? What's the, you know, it's like, is there some kind of like, I want to weird beat it and then I want to eat it. Yeah. It's like, just got a weird pleasure. This thing gets out of, you know, like, you know, (laughs) come on now. I mean, I, I've, it's a little, it's a little freaky diggy little yeah. chupacabra. Yeah, and come on like, now. Yeah, ain't no reason to get all. Does. You know, I'm no. Yeah, it's a pretty recent story too. I see on here it's from February 10th, just yeah. um, five days ago. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what you know? What this thing is, but I know it's not the chupacabra. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he does not choke chickens. All he does is drink blood. Yeah, that's all he does. No. He's a very sure. <laughs> he's a, he's a gentleman. <clears throat> he's he does not. He, he just you know he's just there to suck on goat blood. Um, so I saw that they ha- they have a picture. Actually, they just updated it. Vladimir they? Putin he wrestled it down to the ground <laughs> without a shirt <laughs> <laughs> while riding a majestic unicorn. <laughs> yes. He's like, leave it to Putin. He <laughs> he he kills uh, chupacabra in Russia. Yeah. He eats it he's for got, lunch. He's got a like, a, what do they call them? The little hats. He makes a hat out of it. Yeah, <laughs> one of those winter hats. Yeah, one of those winter one of those hats. Russian winter hats. He's got a little. He's got a vest made out of chupacabra. <laughs> Look at this vest. <laughs> that sounds yeah, like Putin <laughs> eats it. He wrestles it without shirt and eats it, and then wears it for a hat. <laughs> oh. To all, to any of our Russian listeners, you can send your hate mail to Jose. That is, <laughs> I love Russian people. I love Russia. What are you talking about? They hold the World Cup two, three years ago. To, to any people from Transylvania, you can also send your hate mail to Jose because he sounds like the Count from Sesame Street. Oh uh, yeah, the Count is from Transylvania, right? Yeah, okay. I think so, all right. They never talk yeah. about where he comes from, but I'm guessing that's, that's where it's at. Well, maybe he's just maybe he's just from Sesame Street, and his parents were from Transylvania. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of kept the accent for fun. Um, speaking of which, do you know why the count? Oh, actually, no. Let me take that back. It's uh, he, he's called the, he counts because he's called the count. I'm an idiot. Somebody <laughs> once said, uh, somebody said like, well, you know that uh, vampires, if you drop like. If you drop a bunch of something, it's like one of their weaknesses. They have to stop to count everything. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's like in, in myth, that's like one of their weaknesses is they have to count everything. So somebody's like, well, that's why he's, you know, called the count. But then I just thought about it just now when I was about to say this. I'm like, no, he's called the count because he's, you know, Count Dracula. That's the reason why. <laughs> I got I to stop. Uh, <laughs> I got to stop overanalyzing. I got to stop overanalyzing Sesame Dracula's. Street characters. Yes. Yeah, so my favorite you say he's your favorite? Yes, because he likes to count. <laughs> and because you do bad impersonations of him. Oh, Actually, yeah, that's, that's not it. a bad impersonation. I like your count. Oh, thanks. I, I've, I've, I've heard You've really grown to bad. love him? <laughs> I've grown to love or, him. <laughs> or you've grown to uh, love my accent, I mean. <laughs> that's going to be my autobiography. Uh, how I grew to love the count. <laughs> Let me count the ways. Yeah, let me count the ways. Let me count the ways of how I love you. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day, Count. (laughs) You can count on me. (laughs) 
don't know if that would be the Valentine's card. You can count on me. Valentine's card. You can count on me. <laughs> As he's strangling a chicken. <laughs> he's strangling Big Bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe that's what that animal was. It looks like Big Bird. <laughs> he's like Snuffleupagus. He, he yeah. looks like Snuffleupagus. And he's just got, he, he's, he can't take it off a Big Bird. Oh man, yeah, it does. It kind of has. It looks like a crossbreed between a snufflepuss and a big bird and a, a, some Sesame Street characters. <laughs> oh, big bird, I'm tired of your BS. <laughs> Let me slowly oh, massage man. your back as I choke you. Well, on to the next topic. Um, this is just an update on. Remember, we talked about the Lisa Lamb mystery, Jose. I want to go back to the other topic. No, <laughs> we're gonna get a little more serious at this point. Yes, yeah, I think no, enough, enough, with, enough, yeah. with this, enough with us uh, snuff talk. <laughs> um, uh, but um, yeah, the Lisa Lamb. I just want to touch base on something yeah. real quick. Um, I was reading something on Reddit. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember this one? This is about the uh, girl that was mm-hmm. uh, in the, the elevator. elevator, and they found her. I guess there's been a. Um, they did. A, I don't know if you know about this, but they did a Netflix series recently about her. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, okay. uh, is it out already or not yet? I, I guess it's out. I haven't seen like it yet. That. I have not seen it. Yeah, me either. Um, but I was reading something on Reddit when we were talking about this. Uh, we were talking, well, what may have happened? You know, why did this happen? And I want to just clear a few things up because it turns out that they did. It did turn out that. Um, uh, give me one second. Let me just. Uh... So she was on medication. So it, just real quick, just uh, it's a summary that was on one of the Reddit links, and I believe this is also what they have in the um, uh, in the movie uh, on the TV show. Again, I haven't seen it, so. And just to summarize, Elisa did take uh, one antidepressant the day that she went missing. She had taken her second antidepressant and mood stabilizer recently, but not that day. And then she did not take her antipsychotic uh, recently. So she had not taken her antipsychotic medication. Also, there was no alcohol or common illegal drugs in her system. It was ruled an accident. So at this point, even though we were talking, well, what might happen might happen. I just want to say personally for me, look, the police said it was an accident everything was just, it just turned out that she had a psychotic mm-hmm. break and, you know, I'm, I'm no professional. I don't, I'm not, well, I, I am a professional something, but I'm not a professional uh, police officer, detective, uh, a, yeah. a, a medic. So if this is what they said, I mean, no, this is what they say happened. I'm hoping this is correct. What they're saying here. Um, and I'm not reading somebody else's, you know, a, a crazy story, but if this is true, then, you know, this is what happened was she just had, it was a poor girl that had a psychotic break. And, um, you know, it, it, it was just a, a, a set of circumstances that led to this. They also said that she probably, she had the ability to climb to the top with the out, there was an outside, a, um, like a fire escape outside. I always thought she went through the, um, like there was something inside the building, but she had the access, she may have had access up there. So as I said, I, just personally for me, if this is what people say have happened, has happened, I'm, you know, this is what happened. It was, it was, there's no like crazy theories. The police have said it was an accidental um, drowning, ac- drowning. Or... you know, it was due to a psychotic break and 
it's a very sad thing that happened. Uh, and again, I, I didn't realize this, um, but if this is what happened, then yeah, this is it. I'm not going, I am not, look, I, you know, people, people nowadays, if they get proven wrong or if they, you know, they, they say, well, you know, science might say that, but look, I read up on this and this is what I think happened. That That's not the way I work. Look, if, if professionals are saying this is what happened, then this is what happened. I'm not going to argue with that. You know, I like, yeah. I like having fun talk, you know, I like going into, you know, like we talk about our goofy topics, which is, you know, like what we just talked about. And then sometimes we might figure out like there's somebody that's missing, maybe say like, these are, these are things that may have happened, but our theories, it, right. Right. Our theories, which, you know, again, we're not professionals, just what we, you know, what we read on this. But if, if somebody, a professional says, this is what happened, then that's it. We're not going to, you know, trust me. I'm, I, I don't mind getting proven wrong. And I don't mind being told this is exactly what happened. If, you know, if a professional says it and I, uh, Miss Lamb had a, a psychotic break and it was all an accidental drowning. And, um, you know, again, still, I would say that I, I do wish, you know, I wish her family the best and, uh, and I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way that we still don't, you know, that Geekers Creepers is a, is going to say, well, no, this is, we think that, uh, there's, there's some kind of, uh, conspiracy. No, this is, at the end of the day, this is what the professionals have said. Now, see, the, the thing I think about, and you're right, you're, you're absolutely, I think we, back in our show, we even suggested that it might have been like uh, something with a medication where she just wandered off. That's, that's undebatable. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody denies that at all. But I think what made her story unique was the elevator part. Yeah. That's what made it interesting because had had that um, elevator footage not been shown, then it would have been no problem. Everyone would have been like, "Well, this girl, she just wants she obviously she probably had some kind of reaction to her medication, wandered off in the hotel, and somehow ended up on the top of the roof and and drowned herself." Okay, that's you know case closed, right? But the thing that made it you know more interesting and more um, of a unique story was uh, that she was filmed by herself in the elevator which was very creepy now um you can that's where the debate goes in like well was she like as we know she was already under some kind of a medication right but could there have been something else in that hotel that could have led her see that's a whole different um aspect of the story and that's what made it more more unique and interesting i think and, and that's what made it interesting but like i said at the end of the day the police you know investigators everybody said that uh look the, the elevator was probably just broken at the end of the day um you know i've uh i've gotten stuck in elevators and we're thinking yeah, and, and, and look at it does make it interesting and it makes it a creepy it makes it a the video itself is is scary not scary it's creepy it's un it's it's unnerving you when you see everything happen but mm -hmm. like like i said it, it was it was a poor girl that had a had a mental breakdown everything just kind of aligned but not in a good way and there's yeah. no you know the police have said this is this is what happened they're the professionals and i i you know personally i just leave it at that because there's there's uh i I love a good conspiracy as much as everybody, but not at the expense of, you know, somebody's family when, you know, it's something like this. Look, I, I love, you know, one of my, you know, I like conspiracies. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like conspiracies about chupacabras in Russia, you know, but mm -hmm. 
you know, this is somebody's actual, you know, this was something that the police said, this is what happened. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. I just, yeah. And you're right. I just think it's just a lot of, um, like I said, what made her story more interesting than just a regular, like, um, accidental death, right? Was that it took place also in a creepy hotel, you know, that yeah. already has a history of that. And um, it just added, it, it just seemed like it was more a fuel to the fire, shall we say. Yeah, it was like, like I said, everything aligned in that story where it was just like, well, you have this, this, this. And everything yeah. was just, you know, it was at a hotel where like serial killers were there and people have seen ghosts. Right. And and the you know, hotel the elevator, and the elevator was messed up. Right, yeah. right. And, and she's dead. Come, now she's dead. Yeah. And so it was just like, what, what is, you know, what is going on? But again, mm-hmm. there's been, there's been a resolution and, uh, and, and, you know, of course I have to accept it. There's no, I'm not going to come up here and say, well, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I don't argue. I guess I, I should, I, I know when to say that this is, this is what happened. And I'm, I'm you know, yeah. I, I, I can't argue. I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like, no, that's, you know, there's been a resolution. And I, again, I didn't realize this until I was reading this, that there was actually a very set resolution with the police say, this is what happened. You know, everything I kept reading was uh, with everybody else's crazy theories. I kind of felt like an anti-vaxxer, you know, where I keep reading all this other junk and not realizing that there's actual scientific stuff to back it up, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what kind of um, the same thing that we uh, agreed upon as well back in the, uh, back yeah. when we reviewed this story that somehow with her medication, you know, she just wandered off and you know uh, found her way up to the top, which is very you know, which is what we said, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that said, I just wanted to uh, you know just clear that up for any listeners, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with the story that Jose hasn't heard about this, so I'd like to. You know, go over this. It's about a uh, a religious item that's seasoned to the past. So, with that said, we'll be right back. In the early 1960s, Pellegrino Ernetti began to study the writings of Francois Brun, himself a Roman Catholic priest and author. Ernetti allegedly ended up helping Brun construct the machine as members of a team which included 12 world famous scientists. He identified two of them as Enrico Fermi and Wernher von Braun. The chronovisor was described as a large cabinet with a cathode ray tube for viewing the received events and a series of buttons, levers, and other controls for selecting the time and location to be viewed. It could also locate and track specific individuals. According to its inventor, it worked by receiving, decoding, and reproducing the electromagnetic radiation left behind from past events. It could also pick up audio components or sound waves emitted by these same events. Arnetti lacked hard evidence for these claims. He said that he had observed, among other historical events, Christ's crucifixion and photographed it as well. A potential copy of this image appeared in the 2nd May 1972 issue of La Dominica del Correre, an Italian weekly news magazine. A near identical Mirror image photograph, however, of a wood carving by the sculptor Lorenzo Culaut Valera turned up and succeeded in casting doubt upon Ernetti's statement. Using the chronovisor, Ernetti said that he had witnessed, among other scenes, a performance in Rome in 169 BC of the lost tragedy, Thaisitis, by the father of Latin poetry, Quintus Aeneas. 
Dr. Catherine Eldred of Princeton University is the author of an English rendition of the text, which is included as an appendix to the U.S. printing of Peter Kraza's book on the chronovisor. Eldred believes that Ernetti actually wrote the supposedly ancient play himself. As provided by an anonymous relative of Father Ernetti, there was a deathbed confession included in the U.S. edition of the play, that Ernetti had written the text of the play himself and that the photo of Christ was indeed a lie. According to the same source, however, Ernetti also affirmed that the machine was genuinely functional. Brune, however, does not believe Ernetti's confession and is convinced that the authorities had coerced Ernetti into making a false confession. The alleged existence of the chronovisor has fueled a whole series of conspiracy theories, such as that the device was seized and is actually used by the Vatican or by those who secretly control governments and their economies all around the world. That is a brief history of the chronovisor, and with that, we'll be right back. All right, Jose. So oh man, this is the chronovisor. It is a supposed item that lets you see into the past. Okay, mm-hmm. it was first written by this uh, priest Ernetti, and uh, let me see here. Supposedly, it was created by. Uh, do you know who Enrico Fermi, Fermi is? No, he's a he's a famous scientist. Like out here, uh, we've got Fermi Lab, which is named after him. But he was a famous scientist. Uh-huh. Um, I believe Fermi her, did a lot with. I want to say he helped build the atomic bomb. Like he was like, uh, or at least he did a lot. He he was just a very very famous scientist. Um, and this guy Werner von mm. Braun, one time he was a Nazi SS member but then eventually became a NASA NASA rocket scientist. Um, Now, when this priest wrote about this chronovisor saying that he, they built it with all these levers and there was electromagnetic radiation, that uh, all this was actually, he wrote all this after both Fermi and Von Braun died. So they couldn't come back and say, no, this guy is, you know, crazy. Um, Yeah. Again, Ernetti is, uh, was a Roman Catholic priest, which, you know, that doesn't mean he's not going to be lying about this stuff. It's just really weird that, you know, what does he have to benefit out of this? Um, yeah. But he says that, you know, he said he saw Christ's crucifixion, then he saw a play. Now, the crucifixion itself was said that, well, it looked almost identical to another photo of Jesus, which, um, uh, you know, I, there's uh, or not a photo, but like, I think it was a statue. And then, you know, the play, maybe he wrote himself. Again, if I, if I took the look back in time, I'd, you know, call me crazy, but I, I'd, I'd want to see dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for, this is the first time you ever heard this, correct, Jose? First time I ever heard of it uh, and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, I guess let me just start off asking, do you think that uh, this Ernetti 
is telling the truth that he actually was part of this uh, creating this machine that could look into the past. Oh man. You know, it's, you could almost look at it like a picture or like a camera. It takes in theory. It's taking a picture of the past. That's true. That's true. And so it's, I mean, is it possible? Maybe it's possible. I mean, you know, but I will say this: I already find this more intriguing and more interesting than the uh, uh, the Fatima story. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that one. I'm gonna. Yeah, this is like a million times more like interesting, in my opinion. So the idea is that the Vatican has this under wraps with you know, uh, uh, you know. Don't get me wrong. You know, this would make. I'm not gonna lie. This would make a great story, like you know, like the Da Vinci Code. If, uh, yeah, exactly. That's whoever, exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, whoever wrote that, Dan Brown, like this would be a good one. Like if he did like part three of the Da Vinci Code, or I don't know how many he's on, like part four, the Chrono Visor. Um, but yeah, so right, so things with time travel. One, can we go? Uh, time travel is weird because like technically it exists, right? If you go really really fast, you could actually um, slow down how. You could, if you go really fast, uh, like past the speed of light or the speed of light, uh, you know, you start dealing with relativity where in America, it, 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 the world itself can go a hundred years and you only age like 10 minutes. I forgot what, what the, what the ratio is, but something like that. So yes, you actually traveled into the future. You only went 10 minutes where in, um, in America went a hundred years. So yes, you can go into the future. Okay. That, that's science. That's our, I don't want to say it's, I, I believe it's probably been proven at this point, but you know, um, but that's something that scientists say, yes, can happen going yeah. into the past. All right. So I think technically you can look into the past and this is how you can do it. Let's say I was to travel fat. Let's say I went from earth to the moon. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a telescope. Let's say I go 10 times faster than the speed of light and I land on the moon. And then I point the camera on earth. I'm actually taking pictures of stuff that happened in the past. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Which is, uh, you know, but, you know, something like this, this is nothing to do with that. This is some guy saying that they created a machine with a bunch of levers and, um, and a cathode ray, which sounds like a TV. And it reminds me of, um, do you remember that one time travel movie or like from the sixties? H.G. Wells? Yeah, like the Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Yeah, the Time Machine, right, right. When it had yeah. all kind of levers and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it does. It does rise. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, like, he's, he's, he's like, oh, and then I sat on this chair <laughs> and I hit all these things. And, um, uh, yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting story. I really get a kick out it of is. this one. You know, I, yeah. I remember reading about it and it's, <clears throat> and the fact that the Vatican has it hiding in their, you know, their vault of, of, of secret, you know, secret stuff they don't want to share. Yeah. It, it's very interesting. Do I believe it? No, I, it's it's too far fetched. You know, the you know the fact that he saw again, you you travel back in time to see a picture of Jesus and a play, a Roman play. Come on, brother. You know, if I'm going back in time, I'm going to see dinosaurs. I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give you Jesus. I'll, I'll check that out. 
but you know, well, yeah, I mean, he's a Catholic, so you kind of figure like, hey, you gotta go see that. All right, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you the Jesus a, one. important historical event, right? Yeah. And um, did they also mention how? Uh... <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> Gonna say was Van Dam involved in this time? <laughs> he goes back in time and runs into all of a sudden the picture of Jesus uh, looks like John Claude Van Dam. This is career dying right in front of our eyes. So he goes back in time. He's like, You're not gonna believe this, but Jesus had a gun and he was a time cop. Yeah. <laughs> And he could do the splits like nobody else. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I, what it is. I remember back in the day when they were thinking about making a uh, James Cameron was thinking about making the Spider-Man movie back in the nineties. Uh-huh. I remember when we were kids, we were like, "Oh man, you know who would be a damn great uh, Spider-Man Van Dam?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he's very athletic, you know. He 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 pulls, you know, he does the, the splits and everything. So we thought he'd be a great Spider-Man. <laughs> You know Van Damme was the original Predator. Was he? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, he was the original Predator. Uh, but um, enough about Van Damme because this is um, uh, this is getting kind of creepy. We're really talking about Van Damme. Um, yeah. And time travel. And time travel. And time cops. Yeah. So uh, it all kind of goes sense. back around. Uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, Again, I remember I've, I heard the story years ago. I want to say, let me see, when did the book come out? I've never heard of it. It came out, uh, you know, I let me see here. It was, uh, so the coronavirus described by another priest, Father Francois Brun, in his 2002 book, La Nouveau Mystery, well, The Vatican's New Mystery. In the book, Brun relates the chronovisor was built by Pellegrino Ernetti, an Italian priest and scientist. Although Ernetti was a real person, the existence or functionality of the chronovisor has never been confirmed. Its alleged capabilities are strongly reminiscent of the fictional time viewer, which features in T.L. Sherrod's 1947 science fiction novella, E for Effort. Yeah, um, again, I this is a fun little story, but I think there's... A, not much to it. And let me let me read something else here. This is from, uh, it's a Gaia, Gaia.com. Savvy researchers may agree that while time travel may indeed be possible, the coronavirus is a not necessary, is not necessary medium for it. Physicist and cos- cosmologist Stephen Hawking has discussed mm-hmm. the possibilities of time travel, explaining in one instance, if we want to travel into the future, we just need to go fast, really fast. And I think the only way we really like to do to do that is by going into space. Which you know, at the end of the day, that that's you know that right there. Does time travel exist to a certain extent? Yes, you can. Yeah. You know, but did um uh, did these levers <clears throat> allow this priest to look into the past? Uh, no. Uh, but my thing is like, what is the benefit of this father writing about that? You know, you know, I, I guess nobody's perfect. You know, and yeah. maybe maybe somebody's you know even I mean trust me, Catholic priests have already you know, have shown that not all of them are perfect, but, you know, to write this, you know, crazy, uh, you know, story about, uh, you know, that, that, that this existed, I don't know what really that's benefiting, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like one of those, like, what is he trying to prove or, yeah. or what is he trying to gain? And uh, I mean, 
a priest trying to gain popularity like really like that I just goes know. against everything you know what a priest is supposed to do you know? Yeah, they're supposed to be humble and uh, definitely not in it for the money. And but who knows? I mean, he may be telling the truth, Robert. I mean, or like yeah, I said, he, you might be right. He may have heard it from Ernetti. So let's say this. Let's say maybe it's a game of telephone, right? Ernetti told this story to the priest who wrote the book, and mm-hmm. maybe what Ernetti was telling him was, you know, that there was this machine that they were working on. Um, Maybe they were working on something that was kind of uh, that had some kind of scientific, you know, you know, who knows? Maybe it was just a miscommunication trying to explain to him like what they were working on. And the guy that wrote the book was like, oh, I think he was telling me he was writing a um, uh, or working on a time travel thing. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. I, I would I would like to know what what the purpose behind, um, you know, uh, I guess what you're trying to get out of writing this book, you know, the uh, the author of it, and I don't know if it says if he's still alive. Let me look here, Father Francis Brune. Oh no, no. I would have to say he's passed a long time ago. Two thousand nineteen, died last a uh, couple years ago. Oh, two, oh wow. Had we had we started Geekers Creepers earlier, we could have sent him a letter and been like, "Hey, yeah. what's the deal? We'd be on our show." Yeah, tell us about this time travel thing. That would have been interesting. But, yeah, it would have been nice to know, like, what you know, why he wrote it or what he heard. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it might just been, you know, look, if somebody, if, a, if an intelligent scientist told me that this is what they were working on and I had to explain it to you, Jose, it would probably sound like I was trying to tell you that they were doing time travel also. I probably have no clue. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, whatever you say, scientist, <laughs> if you say so, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. I can't now, even me... figure out how we um, do Zoom messages over a phone. Ex- so. Exactly. Let me go back and play my video games and talk about yeah. Chupacabra. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that story. If um, anybody else that's listening out there knows anything more about this, I'd love to get more information on it. Again, I heard about this years ago, and it was kind of a, it, it was kind of a fun little story. I, I like I like this one because it's uh, it's interesting, and it this is like that conspiracy, you know, like the Vatican has it, you know, inside the little vaults with you know, with um, with all the hidden, you know, the old, or what, what is it with the with the Bible um. Bible uh, books that they don't want out in public because it kind of, you know, it kind of proves the whole Christianity thing wrong. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, it's like, it's that little conspiracy thing that they have that they have the, the cross of Jesus and all the other stuff. What is it? Dan Brown talks about that. They have the um, Jesus's family lineage at, that he had a bunch of kids, you know? So it's always, it's a, it's a fun little conspiracy theory that, yeah. Uh, fun to talk about um but with that said anything else jose no it's a pretty good show i really enjoyed myself again some good topics that we uh, that we touched on yeah um as usual i had a lot of fun and anybody listening thank you so much guys we really really appreciate it as always it's um uh, you know we do this as a hobby and for our our few listeners that we do have thank you so much including brian and stratton thank you for the email and uh for a second, I was—I thought it was two emails from from Brian and Stratton, but it's actually just one person. Just one person, and he wants us to go to college and learn criminal justice. So he's a very yeah. thoughtful fan. Um, and so we we will do is uh, oh anybody again our email is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. That is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. You can email us with your uh, your opinions, and you can email us with um, 
what you want us to talk about next, as well as you know what you thought about um, any of these topics, what you thought about the chronovisor, uh, what you thought about the crazy um, chupacabra that's uh, strangling chickens. Tell us all your ideas In Russia. or your opinions. And uh, you can also follow us at Geekers Creepers. Uh, so we're ending the show, Jose. Uh, any parting words for our post-Valentine's Day uh, podcast? Yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. And if you're out there, you know, uh, much of our country is dealing with this uh, Arctic cold and snow. Please be safe out there. Stay warm. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Awesome. Yes, definitely, guys. Stay, stay safe. Stay warm. Um, uh, yeah, please stay safe. And until next time, we wish you all the best in life, love, and gaming. Good night, everybody.